that to Paul and they're going to scratch their heads about it. Where are they going to go? Ride the wave to the other side Ride the wave to the other side Playing my guitar like a brown-eyed girl Playing my guitar like a brown-eyed girl I'll be soft, I'll be gentle, I'll be sweet and sentimental. I'll string you up, I'll strap you down, I'll pick you up, we'll go down to Chinatown. Ride the wake to the other side, ride the wake to the other side. I'm playing my guitar like a brown eyed girl, playing my guitar like a brown eyed girl. Rocket ship to Mars and your We can move off the street and pretend like we're famous. Touchdown in the tears, down in the Tenderloin. Tenderloin Beach, ride the wave, ride the wave. Ride the wave to the other side. Ride the wing to the other side I'm playing my guitar like a brown-eyed girl Playing my guitar like a brown-eyed girl Ride the wing to the other side Ride the wing to the other side I'm playing my guitar like a brown-eyed girl Playing my guitar like a brown-eyed girl I'm soft, I'll be gentle I'm sweet, sentimental. I'll clean you up, I'll plug you in. I'll get you up, I'll kombucha medicine. Ride the wake to the other side. Ride the wake to the other side. I'm playing my guitar like a brown eyed girl. Playing my guitar like a brown eyed girl. Ride the wake to the other side. Ride the wake to the other side. Playing my guitar like a brown-eyed girl Playing my guitar like a brown-eyed girl
take you back We are live JW Megawack Show I am your host, the Candy And tonight We're for a special jazzy surprise Got a lot of exciting things happening as things are starting to reopen here Asientos' last Wednesday was a big uh, turnout. Thanks for everyone that come, came out. It was a lot of fun. The weather was perfect. Sit back here in the box with some uh, fruit salad for Pride Month. With some cheese and crackers. Got a farmer's market here on Sunday. Nothing more organic uh, than going out and listening to some uh, live local tunes, getting your produce at the same time. We've got At Last Cafe tomorrow, and we've got a comedy battle after the show tonight. It's grooving in this weather. for what is going to be coming next here. Got a Tiki Desk concert. This last week we're going to be playing back uh, some comedy at the end of the show. Dance, 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 dance. Getting down in the box here. Sunk Lightning, that is my Candyman theme. going to start out this jazzy session here with a little Gavin Holleran quartet here. Uh, this song is called The Simple Life. And yeah, hope everyone's enjoying the weather out there some nice jazzy.
That is the Gavin Holleran Quartet, live, MuniRadio.fm. We are having a special guest coming on the show. We're going to be playing you a little um, more jazz here. This uh, is a little trio project with Arnie Sands. He's coming through uh, Tiki Desk as well. He's a savage on the keys. And so we're going to play this track back, and then we're going to be having a special guest on the show. So excited for it.
That is Arnie Sands with the maze, a little trio project coming through on Tiki Desk tomorrow. We are expecting a special guest here in moments coming up here at 420. And I always like to cool it down with some cool jazz here. Happy 420 to everyone out there listening in. We got a special surprise guest here. Maybe not much of a surprise, but <laughs> got Rhonda Sauce here in the box. Surprise! Wow, thanks for coming in. <laughs> Glad it worked out. Me. Yeah, I mean, you were on the cover of the newspaper Chronicle. It's crazy, the Tuesday date book. How'd that even happen? That's cool. And and, and you're just out there doing it. Yeah. And it's crazy because the, the only way I found out about it is with someone like it was through like a couple degrees of it, you know, the information making its way to me. And I was like, me? <laughs> <laughs> found out, was half asleep. And I was like, can I worry about like, I was so tired. I'm like, I'll worry about it in a couple hours. Just as rewarding three hours later. It was awesome. <laughs> that is pretty epic. Yeah, it was great. It was such a treat. Thanks to the Chronicle. That was at um, the Sunday program I did with the Balboa Theater, um, you know, that kind of helped promote some community and, you know, facilitate a way to make some money during the, the early stages of the pandemic where we were kind of like in the prohibition of all social interactions and functions. So that was cool. It was neat. 
Yeah, I feel like back then, I mean, even just in in April, it was still rebellious to go out there and be playing music. Oh, totally. Yeah. Especially like in a close, like streaming, you know, that became the accepted thing. But in person, in the flesh, raw dogging it, mask free. <laughs> but like, you know, you're outdoor with distance. So. Well, thank goodness for you and for going out there and doing it. Somebody had to do it. Someone had to. With that energy. Right? I know. It was crazy. You got to keep the momentum of just kind of creating this little bubble of uh, pre-pandemic life. You know, a good hour, two hour getaway before you have to go back into the regimented government ran. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been it's been really interesting, this whole thing. I know everyone out there listening in, too, as well. It's just like this whole pandemic. It's like, oh, we're over it. And then, you know, the first day with the no mask requirement, I walked into a Walgreens, and the, one of the employees pointed at me and said, put on my mask. I'm like, okay. <laughs> right? And did you notice, like, throughout the pandemic, there was always, with every new mandate, there was, like, a 72-hour, and at sometimes even a week, where people were just kind of getting up to speed on the newest regulation because it was so in flux, so... Um, I know as of the 15th, we are not required if you're vaccinated to wear a mask, but social stigma really just encourages me to keep my mask on. I don't want to be mistook as an anti-masker. Yeah. Like a, a faux pas, fox paw, fox pox. Yeah, it's a, it's amazing. So no, I know that we'd met at a Ocean Ale House, yes. which is what a nice ping to give um, Miles and in the Ocean Ale House because they, they got something Don't really good. Don't forget Chef Daniel. Oh, Chef Daniel. Yes, of yes. course. Yeah. And the he's got bearded a duo. We got a Traeger in the back. They got a Traeger in the back and um, yeah. that's, uh, I'm a big Traeger person. I don't Are know. you? Yeah. I got into it. a griller? It. I like to grill, yeah. Have you, um, <laughs> you, have you put anything on the Ocean Ale House Traeger yet? I have not yet. So, um, you gotta do the feature. Yeah. So, I'm thinking that I, I don't know, I've been smoking up some chicken. I got this uh, neighborhood chicken rub that we kind of invented over the pandemic because I, you know, have some outdoor space and, um, you know, you got to have some sort of human interaction during this whole thing and living alone and, you know, I don't have any pets or anything. The whole, you know, growing up, we had dogs and um, outdoor cats, the whole litter box thing. I just can't wrap my head around. Disgusting. Yeah. I don't Stinky. know. Yeah. So I was just, you know, I started having these little barbecues, these socially distant barbecues, and it's just evolved. I mean, I, I could cook before, but I think a little bit even more now. Like I've fine-tuned uh, yeah. that. Dialing um, in the recipe book here. Yeah, so Daniel, um, right? It's Chef Daniel. Chef Daniel. Executive uh, Chef Daniel. Executive Chef Daniel yes. at an Ocean Ale House. He's got that trigger fired up right now. He's firing up something. He's smoking up something. He is a meat magician brisket uh steak i'm 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 not really well versed in the meats but i'll eat it if it's delicious but um you know all the various cows and pigs and fish and things and veggies he does vegetables justice which is like what i love so i forget what i had gotten there and i was there on a date uh and it was something that turned out to be like vegetarian and i didn't realize it it was maybe it wasn't Portobello. Gosh, you know what is? I'm butchering it. I gotta have was Daniel. Was it the asparagus? Was it the grilled asparagus sandwich? It could have been that, or it was some. Yeah, whatever it was, it was just like it tasted like a like a steak. It tasted like a meat or something, 
and it was just so perfectly good. seasoned and smoked and um, mouth-watering good every time I've gone there. I'd even argue that it's finger-licking good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah mouth-watering and finger-licking at the same time. It's mm-hmm. like... I know, like I'm doing the thing with my hand and no one can see me, but it's true. <laughs> oh, yeah. The joys of radio. You can't actually see us salivating like Pavlovian dogs over Executive Chef Daniel's food, but it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> Time for a berry. Time for a... Yeah, that's actually from Canyon Glen Canyon uh, Market. Mm. Um, I thought about actually... Yeah. So, Ocean Ale House, when we had ran into each other, so it's a big jazz thing that they've been doing there for a while. Mad respect. Yeah. And I was going on this road trip. Road trip. I was telling you about it and everyone thought I was crazy because my friend bought a, you know, this car for 200 bucks. And it, it was, was like a, a 94 or 90? 97. That's what it was. 1997 yeah. Subaru yeah. Legacy Wagon with 280,000 miles. A gig mobile if I ever heard of one. <laughs> and uh, it was just, uh, it was so many things in the, in the air. You know, um, I work remotely with my job and... You know, I didn't want to tell them that I was doing a cross-country road trip because then I would have risked them saying, oh, sorry, you can't do that. Yeah. And so I, I, you know, it was that coupled with, you know, having, um, you know, the car, how old it was, it could have potentially broken down. I could have potentially gotten a call from the person that I report to me like, hey, you know, JW, where are you? And then what do I do at that point? You know, it's like, oh, start running back to California. Yeah. So luckily, you know, I'm a really you know, <coughs> honest person. And uh, unless I'm throwing a surprise birthday party for someone, that's different. But I'm a very honest person. And I'm glad I didn't have to fib. But I, I was driving with my friend. It was 42 hours on the road. And it was 75 miles an hour the whole way. Not one bit of traffic beautiful and i remember thinking of like what if something happens and i have to make up something what what do i do and i was coming up with this idea what do you think sick yeah well with the vaccination shots and all that you know people getting sick i was like okay what if what if i said that and then you know (laughs) so i know my mom was really big on these kind of jokes so i have to give a shout out to my mom i don't know if she's listening in but hi mom yeah i um she was all about the yeah. So basically, what it was is I was thinking, you know, I could just say I got vaxxed and I'm pulled over to the side of the road and I'm throwing up and shitting my pants. At the same time. Oh my god! Can we talk about that? Why yeah. is that combination the COVID like a side effect? Because like some people are like, yeah, you know, I got a little muscle fatigue. I was down for a day, and then every person with a bad response was like, I'm yakking and I'm shitting on myself. At the same time. I mean, like, at that point, what do you do? I mean, like, you know, your boss or whoever is like, oh, yeah, you, well, let me know when you clean up. And come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Change your clothes, why don't you? Yeah. So I was just, like, thinking of everything. So luckily, I didn't. Um, I actually felt like I got more work done on the road and trying to hide that I wasn't work that I was yeah. working than actually sitting back here working. Smarter, not harder. You become more efficient, um, you know. In times of need or road trips so yeah i don't know the my mom was always about the, the poop and fart jokes she was always about yeah. it and so it's funny to me i think it's hilarious maybe not funny for everyone else out there but your mom sounds like she's the shit but um no pun intended <laughs> pun definitely intended um, be my own drummer for that joke she took a lot of heat this year 
How's she know. doing? Everyone, yeah, she's doing all right. Yeah, she um, she got caught in a Zoom call. Not the and, Zoom um, call. Yeah, she. It started out. The conversation started. Are we alone? <laughs> <laughs> oh God. And then, ah. and then uh, she then after someone confirmed that they were alone, she was totally joking. But what she said, she said, "Bitch, if you're gonna call me out, I'm gonna fuck you up." <laughs> and then everyone's laughing. But someone recorded it, and it made this big. Someone made a big freaking stink over it. Clearly joking. I mean, people were laughing in the background. Yeah. She's funny. Yeah. No, it sounds like it, and it just sounds like um, you know, someone just had something against her. I would have done the same thing. <laughs> the people must know that you mean business at all times. What's your mom up to right now? Hanging out at home. Um. Maybe she's listening to this uh, podca- podcast, radio. There's a lot of moms out there. What do we call these? Chats? Fireside podcast. chats? Podcasts. Yeah. Yes. I'm a boomer. A boomer. Boom. Do you have a soundboard effect for... You know what? So I do have this um, K-Oscillator thing that I've brought in before. I like to do time traveling. Oh. And um, Nice. But today I brought the... I got the acoustic instead. Ah. Um, because it's tamale season. Um, I don't know if you know that. I um, thought every season was. I think it is. I think every day is tamale day. But yeah. uh, Virginia Ramos, um, the San Francisco tamale lady, mm. her birthday is actually coming up next week. Ooh. And uh, they declared it 2019 a San Francisco um, ho- holiday, a tamale lady day. Wow. And, um, That's so funny. Last night, I wanted. I was looking for. I was just craving some tamales, and it was that thing of um, put effort into feeding yourself or just going to bed and trying <laughs> again tomorrow. So um, I definitely went to bed. But yeah, to, I, I feel like I'm always in a mood for a tamale. Right? They're so good. Yeah. Like a little hug. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, so that's. It, yeah, it just seems to, uh, it just seems like a an acoustic kind of night. I like to. I was at. I'm sure you've been out. Anyone's been out this week? You've been out to any parks? Um, not like a park proper. I mean, I went to. Um, let's see. Like this morning, I went on a run at um, Fort Funston, so which is like beachside. Oh yeah, I but know like that is. dogs are out recreationally doing the thing that dogs do. So I, I'm assuming it's that's a park, right? the dogs are playing it's a park to me um that sounds like a park to me anything with grass (laughs) right you know yeah and sun and views and wind i don't know it was very satisfying yeah so we're i'm really looking forward to having you guys through tiki desk yeah uh, that's tomorrow night yeah and um i uh yeah it's just the perfect night it's a and then, you know, it's just, it's Juneteenth too, which is awesome. How did that happen? That was cool. That just worked out that way. It is, I don't know. Honestly. It was meant to be. I was going to say, this sounds crazy. I've been like into this thing lately where I'm just deferring to the universe to, um, I don't know, show me the way. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was just such a trip to meet you at Ocean Ale House so randomly. Yeah. I love that place. 
It's great, but it was just so. I think we were like both wearing leather jackets or something. Oh, that's was right. That we it? were matching too. No, yeah, and I was just like, I was just sitting there like working on some admin stuff, and like you were, you know, we both were just holding two work phones, and I was like, oh, you look cool. Can we be friends? <laughs> or like, let's just like look like the uh, the bar goths with our jackets and look unapproachable as possible, and then we turned out to be both so nice. Oh uh, yeah, you, yeah, I could, I sense that energy. Yeah, I, I actually called in uh, because I was, I called in the Ocean Ale House because I was thinking, it's like, gosh, you know what? It's like, I'll go to Ocean Ale House and get a sandwich, you know, if they're open for indoor dining. Because I was yeah. like, I can get some stuff done. Like I could go and sit down and and enjoy like being there versus because right? it was takeout for a long yeah. time. So I'd called in. And I talked to somebody there. So I was like, yeah, yeah, you guys open for indoor dining? And it's like, yeah, okay, I'm parking my car. See you in a second. Yeah. Wow. What a treat. Uh, buffing back from our... We're probably never going to talk about music. I'm a hungry girl. But one thing we <laughs> did talk about at Ocean Ale House was Beeps Burger. Yes. Which I'd only... I've just infatuated with like vintage signage. So just the big neon you know, in the front was the biggest draw, but I couldn't tell if it was just like a, you know, a dinky little place that's just been there. Um, and I tried it a couple weeks ago. Definitely not an Ocean Ale House burger, but I will say it is what I want in and out to be. Yeah. So now I'm a, I'm a beep lever. Beep, beep <laughs> lever. Yeah. Beep lever. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, that's really close. I feel like depending on like what you're looking for, like you know, Ocean Ale House, you know, they have the live music. And I was kind of, you know, looking to chill out. But because things were takeout for a long time. Um, yeah, Beeps is, you got the milkshakes. That do bring all the boys to the yard. Confirmed. It does. It yeah, does. The, the milkshake is breathtaking. Yeah. Is it a malt? Is it one I think of it the... is. Right. There's it's... nothing like taking a bite of a burger and chasing it with some chocolate milkshake. Right. Just no, no chewing, just, just straight down, guzzle it down. No chewing, just straight mouth to stomach. You know what? There's actually parking there too. You could actually park there, which is pretty convenient. Was there? That's yeah. good to know. Yeah. So you could just roll, spin up and just, yeah, they actually get beep, parked. Beep. Yeah. There you go. Beep, beep. <laughs> you know what? That's on the beep, beep thing. Is it? Beatles. Ah, uh, toot toot. Oh, beep beep. Uh, that one beep, too. Beep, yeah. Bad girl, bad girl. <laughs> That's a, my favorite jazz number. As Rhonda Sauce here in the studio, getting geared up for a tiki desk, talking about some delicious food. <laughs> yeah, we'll probably talk to music, but anyone that knows me is I'm always hungry. Like I can't sing without being properly fed. Because, because, I don't know if you know this, but uh, the diet affects the integrity of the voice. So, mm -hmm. um, like, a high-protein, high-fat thing really gives me stamina. Yeah. I feel to like sing. it's good to have a little, absorb that a little bit, you know? Right. And so I was going to play um, maybe a little teaser, a little track. Oh, yes. Which one do you think? Tease away. Tease away. We're teasing away here. Teasing, teasing the away. album. There it is. Yeah. So this is a, was it Red Top Blues? Red Top. Yeah. Yeah. It's Rhonda Sauce, Media Radio FM.
That is Rhonda Sauce coming through the Tiki Desk concert this uh, Saturday. little rooftop live stream. We're going to be streaming that on Tiki Desk Twitch and also on Mutiny Radio Instagram. The Instagram. Instagram. You know what I said? It's so funny. I mean, I know that maybe you've done uh, some streaming and everyone else out there. I just feel like more people are active on Instagram. They are. Yeah, so a lot of these, like, uh, there's a lot of, you know, similar places who I tremendously respect, like Complex SF, uh, Twin Peaks Sessions. They're they're doing all this stuff, and, and they're doing it on Twitch, and that, there's a reason for it. So I feel like, you know, Facebook, in my experience, it just, it just sounds kind of phasery. Mm, yeah. <laughs> with Instagram, it's cool, but the thing with Instagram, it only allows you to give one angle. Right. So I found a way to do both. You Nerding out here. <laughs> I, this never would have happened if it wasn't for this uh, pandemic. We just Shout out to COVID for making you an audio-visual extraordinaire, engineer <laughs> of sorts. Adapting to the times here. Hey. Survival. Yeah. You make it possible for me to just keep boomering along. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so the neighbors over the pandemic got super into it as well. So they decked out their backyard. So every time, you know, have a band come over and play, um, they'll, you know, come out and listen. And they have this uh, palm tree in their backyard. One of my neighbors has a palm tree that they lit up, that they'll light up. Ooh, ambiance. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty fun. I feel like it's a little bit more, this is going to be the first time I think that, you know, it's a little bit more comfortable to have people come out. Like yeah. before I was keeping it super discreet, but then now it's just like, hey, you know, we got an alleyway. You guys want to come by and check it out. Ooh. So the place where we, we do the Tiki Desk concert on the rooftop, um, it used to be an old parking lot for Safeway in the 1940s. And so most places like homes, they have a backyard. Mm -hmm. But for this place, it's just a alleyway. And nice. so it kind of doesn't even make any sense. And I'm just like, wow. So this is going to be the last little um, thing until we're going to go all out for uh, 4th of July on Ooh. Sunday. It's a Sunday this time. And it sounds like most people have Monday off. Is so, that the case? Yeah. Wow. And uh, I got the neighbors in on it. That's the number one thing. The neighbor buy-in? Yeah. I remember in college, whenever you had a huge rager, you like, hey, nice to meet you. Uh, please talk to us before you call the police. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, so that's that's funny that you said that because that's kind of the approach that I went. I had some <laughs> friends that didn't, you know, talk to their neighbors first. And, but um, so, I, you know, I'm a candy sales professional during the daytime. Do and you, you steal it from babies or? <laughs> we got a manufacturing plant in South San Francisco. Got a oh, couple. Um, Lido. And so uh, I went to, uh, I went to my neighbor's. And gave him some candies. I'm like, hey, you know, gave him my card. And I was like, hey, let us know if we're too loud. And so I just, that was how my, the introduction, like, hey, we're going to have a band over. I've had um, some people coming through the front because before I figured out the alleyway situation mm-hmm. of people coming through the front, they said they couldn't even hear the music. I had like these big bands like playing in the back. Wow. And they said in the front, like you can't hear it. So I'm like a mission. That's my front and then the back. And then I'm thinking the first house show that I did, it was at, um, Anne uh, Dame actually came over and opened up. We had Nalamore and a couple other bands. We had like four different bands Neat. before the pandemic. It was like everyone and their mother's cousin could be there. Yeah. And I remember when Anne uh, Dame went on to start it off, I remember thinking, oh my God, they're going to call the cops. I'm just like, this is too loud. I remember thinking, <laughs> I was freaking out. Um, but no one called the cops. Yeah. It, was, it was really great. Um, Maybe they're metalheads and, and they just, their hearing has degraded over the years and you're playing, you know, soft jazz. Is it, yeah, is everything you have a, on is jazz or what? What's you know what? So it is becoming more, more of a jazz. Uh, so I had uh, the Gavin Holleran quartet over Gavin Holleran. Shout out to him uh, and his quartet uh, and everything that he's doing is, yeah, so they came over. Actually, Chris Cortez was there, too, from KCSM. Oh, hey. He was on the drums. Nice. Jeff Saxon on the uh, the bass. And it was uh, it was really sophisticated, a little bit, you know, because I feel like the, the kind of stuff that I write is more high-energy rock and roll. Mm-hmm. But I, I really, really enjoy jazz. Like, it just it helps me get out of my... It, it just is so relaxing to me. Like, I'm just, I'm blaring jazz all the time, everywhere I go. Yeah. And I actually had some neighbors reach out to me more than ever um, after that performance. They're like, that was so good. That was so oh, great. Awesome. And so I think my, my neighbors are big jazz fans. So I should yeah. maybe um, make, think about making it a little jazzy, but I'm keeping it open, you know. Yeah, The comedy course. thing I was a little bit concerned about last week, and I'm just like, oh, man. It's gonna be bad. But <laughs> on the roof, on the roof, it's hard to tell if how much people could hear yeah. you. You know. See, now that you know restrictions are off, you gotta make friends enough with your neighbors so that they'll let you go to their house, and so that you can like see what the sound travel is like from their place. You can monitor that. Yeah. Yeah. I need to brush up on my Spanish. I should have studied abroad. I should have, you know, went to Spain or. Mexico or something. I just feel like I need to, I need to be completely submerged in the Spanish culture for like a week, and then I could speak it. You know, just uh, not how language acquisition works, but uh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm just <laughs> like two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Maybe, maybe yeah. two weeks. Yeah. Two maybe weeks. a month. Yeah. <laughs> uh, too long. <laughs> too long. Yeah. So I um. Yeah, I had uh, somebody actually a translator when I went and dropped off these candies. I was like, hey, you know, we're part of this local radio station it had in spanish and in english so the person that helped me do that was really sweet thanks person that helped jw do that thank you i wonder if she's listening probably 
Yeah. So you said that um, you're you're moving out to the city. I am. Yes, I live in Oakland, and um, I love Oakland too. Yeah. Um, I am. I guess. I quit my job as an engineer yesterday, and I'm going to do music full-time and moving to the city because that's where it all is happening. I'm glad that you put it out there. That's great. <laughs> that's great. I was like, I'm not going to blow your cover on the I air. I know. So people that can't see us at, at home or wherever you listen to the podcast, um, there was a big look of a uh, eek. Should I, should I put this one on the air? Oh, yeah. that's good. No, that's Eyebrows great. Eyebrows were raised. So but. that is Rhonda Sauce here. I'm sitting back in the booth just quit her daytime job to be a full-time music artist, um, woke up one morning and realized she was on the front cover of Chronicle. <laughs> and then I went back to sleep. Do <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny is I didn't, I didn't see that until just today when you'd posted that. Was it last night? You might have posted well, it last so night. So what's crazy is couldn't find a damn copy of the thing. So had to reach out to it. So it's funny. Ocean, another Ocean Ale House plug. It's I honestly I hang out other places, but the community there, <laughs> yeah. Um, so one of the regulars at Ocean Ale House, he had just sent me a snap, um, and he was like, but he also has a physical copy of the paper, and I couldn't find anyone that had a physical. All of them were sold out at all the places that I checked out. So it took me like an extra. That's a good problem to have. <laughs> <huh>? <laughs> took me an extra day to get the physical copy, which. I hope Carter's not listening to this. Oops. He won't let me keep it. Seriously? He was like, here, you can borrow it for your Instagram post so that you can plug your your radio friend. I was like, that's <clears throat> Mutiny Radio, and that's Mr. J.W. Blunt. Aww. I digress. Well, thank you, but, um, friend. Yeah. So I have to give it back. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> that is... I feel like that's a good problem to have. <laughs> I would love a copy, though. If anyone is listening and has an extra copy of Tuesday, what, what's, what's... June 15th. June 15th, um, the date book. I would love a copy to keep, you know. So they didn't even tell you when they posted that. Nope. It was just like, surprise. I know somebody else, somebody, um, one of my neighbors, actually, something similar happened to them. And someone in Texas, actually, out of all places, was like, hey, you're they on have? the front cover. And they're like, oh, shit. Yeah. So what happens when you go out there and do it, you know? Right? So busy doing it, I'm not. Um, but that's actually, and it's so funny that we're talking about this. The hardest part about, like, what I do is that, like, my product is me. And I'm the last person to self-promote. Like, I'm a boomer with all the um, technology and the Instagram posting and stuff. So, yeah. I need to do it more. So it's, it's gr- like, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm in the I'm in the paper. That's a good good thing to post about like yeah. i've never wanted to just post <laughs> i don't know yeah that was that's pretty cool i mean i think one time i um the only time i got posted in the newspaper it was like some sort of like project i did in high school and someone posted in the newspaper and i was like well you know i was like 14 years old i was like holy shit this got wow. off to a right start <laughs> wow you've always been famous that's crazy. got some extra credits points for that for the class right C's get degrees, baby. <laughs> C's get degrees. Just kidding. I'm sure you're an A-plus student. Um, yeah. You know, I even went and got my PhD, too. Look at you. Player hate and agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my mom, my mom. Yeah, I've been talking about my mom a lot today. I, I know. know. it's Father's Day weekend. What's her name? Her name is Kimberly. That is a beautiful name. I know. Yeah, it's a good one, huh? Hey, Kimberly, girl. <laughs> 
She's a savage. What's she doing? Does she live around here? Can she come tomorrow? I'd love to meet her. You know what is I uh, she does live pretty close. I wonder, you know, now we're to the point now it's like invite everyone. I yeah. think don't you think? Especially your mom. Yeah. Always. I love moms. Yeah. And dads. But mom. Maybe I should Yeah, I don't know. I mean we could do both. I'm definitely um everyone that's uh coming out tomorrow and my neighbors especially, um, you know, it's like a happy it's like a Father's Day, Juneteenth celebration we're celebrating everything it's also <laughs> saturday which in and of itself warrants its own celebration so yeah gosh wow honestly i thought this was going to be some low-key thing so now like the nerves within me i'm just like Ugh. <laughs> yeah i know i feel uh, the adrenaline i remember that i remember when pam asked me i know i told you off the air but when pam asked me if i the first question she asked me when i came on the show if i believed in jesus i'm like holy shit i'm like Literal. i got this cold sweat and i was like oh my god i'm like i'm a non-practicing catholic jew if you can imagine that doesn't even make sense shame on you i didn't get baptized and i didn't have a bar mitzvah so Eek. i don't know Eek. but i go by jw blunt and so i got all these Jehovah's Witnesses that are following me. Hey, you a J-Dub? <laughs> you know, Selena was a J-W. And I was going to say, you know, it's funny. My siblings are. I grew up going to um, Kingdom Halls. Really? Yes. So interesting. Truly. Yeah. That's another episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so much fun. But wait, we have to like continue on this Jesus uh, tangent for just one more minute. For those of you that can't see, in the, you call this the box? Yeah, the I call it the box. I don't know what everyone else calls it. I don't know. The stew, the... The stew. The station. The station door. There is a box. ginormous uh, glitter Jesus in the box with, a, with glittering halo included. In so. a heart. And a heart. Is there words on it? Does that say thug life? Yeah, you know what? It says, it kind of does. You know what? Maybe that's what Tupac was going for, huh? It was his Definitely. birthday on the 16th, actually. It was. Yeah. Speaking of which, did you see Jada Pinkett Smith had released like a, a poem that he had given her? No way. I haven't seen it. Yeah, so really it was cool. like the, the depths. But then it really got me thinking. I'm like, you sat on this dead man's art for your... I don't know if it's self-promotion, but I find it, um, I don't know. I wish I read the poetry a long time ago. Yeah. I'm a big Tupac fan. I am as well. I think he may have gotten a little overplayed for me on the West Coast. I have yes. learned to appreciate it even more, though. I always thought he was great and yeah. mad respect, but I, I think more with age. Uh, yeah, it's like wine. Well, what's funny is I'm actually not like, yeah, his music is a thing, but it's definitely overplayed. But it's his poetry and his writings that is really what kind of captivated me. So, yeah, super interesting. Um, all eyes on me. Yeah. I mean, gosh. Yeah. You know what? What an amazing story. I mean, I was I was really young when he had passed. Only 25. That's a super young. baby. Las Vegas, too. I went there recently because he got, you know, he got shot up in Las Vegas. Everything. I saw this interview with his mom. Um, when he died, his mom didn't get anything. Yeah. Ain't that Can you imagine? Shit? He's one of the biggest rappers of all time. Yep. And his mom's nothing. 
We love moms here at Mutiny Yeah, Radio. we've been talking about moms more than ever. It's not it's Father's Day weekend. Yeah. Moms and MILFs are appreciated. It's worth noting. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I feel like there's definitely, you know, when someone dies young like that, there's this, uh, this uh, mystery that even makes it like, oh, wow, you know, this amazing artist just like, you know, Selena and, and Tupac, Biggie Smalls. And um, it's like, wow, like what, if what would their life would have been if they would have continued to live? Right. And how would it have impacted the scene? You know, like we're in this current state of like the SoundCloud mumble rapper thing. Um, but I'm wondering like how how it would have developed, you know, into the 2000s with the all of these like musical technologies that allow you to do so much. Um, so it's it's it's. I mean, there's no right answer, but it's definitely a thing to just ponder over of like what would music be if we didn't lose the greats yeah i feel like you know really i mean you can go all the way back to the you know but the uh you know with the beatles i feel like that's a little bit more easier to grasp if you talk about the 30s it's like what are you talking about you know most people i know you probably you know i you know you're big into music theory um but the beatles they came up with that name because they're riffing off of buddy holly's buddy holly and the crickets oh yeah and so he, well, Buddy Holly and Ricky Valens died in that plane crash mm-hmm. together. And actually, funny enough, a comedian came on the show. And I, I kind of, I knew that Buddy Holly had died, but I didn't, and that Ricky Valens had died, but mm-hmm. young, but I didn't realize they were on the same plane. Yep. It's wild. Double whammy. And so when you die that young, like Buddy Holly was 22, that really influenced i feel like everything you know um blue suede shoes he's the one that originally wrote that song Mm -hmm. and he did the (laughs) he did that all the time and i feel like i don't know like i never got to meet you know johnny cash or elvis presley but i feel like that energy like was like transmitted in some way totally presley did that too he's like you know he did all that weird stuff not as often as yeah holly but what was he thinking? I don't know that when you, you know, when you're doing that with your voice. I mean, like you have some unique characteristics of your voice too. It's I yeah. I was enjoyed hearing your influences too at Ocean Ale House. I was like, wow, that's really cool. Was that another Ocean Ale House plug? You know what? Is that, we're not even purposely <laughs> plugging Ocean Ale House, but I mean, they're great and they're so great. They are pretty. They're good. Yeah. I just ate there yesterday. You know what? Is I saw Miles's dad play there. Yes, Johnny. First, yeah, he's really talented as well. Yes. I'm surprised Miles doesn't play. Well, mm, maybe he does play. Actually, he does, huh? So now here's the here's the real Ocean Ale House plug. Yeah, the beer, the food, one thing. Beer. But <laughs> beer, beer, cerveza, but beards too. <laughs> um, so Miles plays drums, and Daniel plays trombone and piano, and um. I played there a couple weeks ago and Miles sat in and played drums in my band in a jazz band. It was the biggest treat. It sounds like a treat. I know. I'm like the ultimate Ocean Ale House. Plug, we need to start an Ocean Ale House band. Yeah. That's the move. I think, you know, yeah. A house band, just a house band, right? Miles on drums, 
Daniel on keys or trombone. But Daniel also sings. I think Miles, honestly, I think Miles can sing too. Really? Actually, yeah, I know that because yeah. he Mick plays Jagger with his dad. Mick Jagger could sing. I think anyone could sing. You know? <laughs> Don't insult my boys like that. Please. Oh no, I love it. No, it's great. No, I mean, I know they're modest. I was just, yeah. I do. I mean, I'm a huge, modest. I'm a huge Rolling Stones fan. You guys, I, uh, <laughs> I mean, I am. I mean, that wasn't a knock or anything, but I feel like there's something about rock and roll. Is like being sloppy and being honest, like goes so much further than so authentic. I take it back. And well, raw. Freddie Mercury is an exception. He's great. Yeah. Bob Dylan, though. Wow. 80 years old. Holy shnikes. That's funny you're even mentioning Bob Dylan. I can't get into him. My dad couldn't ever get into him. Um, I didn't get into him until way later. Neil Young as well. Like mm. I, um, my dad, you know, he was he was really not a fan of Bob Dylan or Neil Young. He's like, ah, oh, yeah. Yeah. He's more of an Aerosmith. You know, pre-80s glam rock. Like Toys in the Attic. So I don't know if you've you've heard Eyeliner of and neck scarves. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. I, love it. I saw that I on the way actually over here, because I'm one of those rare maybe I'm not rare, but maybe rarer than some other I actually like to listen to the radio. And so I was listening to one oh seven seven today because they have Dirty Friday and they like to prank call people. It's really fun. <laughs> and there was a uh, little clip of when uh Steven Tyler was interviewing and he didn't realize how bad his drug problem was back in the 60s. And he said it was so bad he didn't realize it was so bad until he woke up one day and he's like, yeah, you don't even have a band. Eek. Eek. And it's just like, wow, that's, well, he made it through it. I mean, that's yeah. pretty cool. But, I mean, that's that's some high energy rock. I mean, back then at least, like, toys in the attic, toys, toys. Yeah, I mean, like, that's a, that's a fun, yeah, that's a good one. The high energy, and that's one thing that I'm I'm excited to come back. I think like the music, at, at least in the live music scene during the pandemic, it was kind of just like groovy, chill, you know, foot tapping music. But I'm I'm ready for the rage. Yeah, I definitely am. And so what happened to me? I'm so glad I. Oh, thank thanks you, for sir. coming in, and I'm I'm really um, glad I have you because this is a perfect time to explain this. So I um I was on the street. A couple months ago, and I was playing on the street Busky? on 16th and Valencia. Awesome. And somebody came up and gave me 500 bucks in cash. Wow. They seemed like they were kind of loaded on something, like like they're, you know, mm. maybe had an allergy or something. Mm. But you know what I mean? Like they, there was something, I seemed a little bit off, but someone gave me, it was 500 bucks in cash. I remember thinking it was fake. <laughs> I didn't think it was real. Yeah. And then I went to the bank the next day and went to the, the counter and it was real. And I'm like, holy shit. I was like, I just want to give that back to all of the artists that I know personally and locally. I was just like, I want to, I don't know. I mean, like I'm out there on the street and people are throwing money at me. I want to, I feel like, I don't know. It shouldn't, I just want, yeah. I mean, everyone, I feel like Baker makes bread. It's like, you should be being compensated, you know, for time because time is dough time is dough and then you make more bread yeah yeah and i'm hoping that through the pandemic people realize the um not just the value of art but just like you must invest in that the same way you go and get your five dollar coffee every day you know it's like you hear a song or you hear an artist doing something or if you consume you know the thing with art is that it's not necessarily like an object that you take with you 
Um, but it's just the moment. And so I'm hoping that people become more, um, I don't know, conditioned to understand that we put in a lot of effort behind the scenes to create this product that is fleeting in the moment. Um, so yeah, support your musical and artistic friends. Buy their art, support their art. I even at one point was making these guitar pick earrings. And, awesome. Uh, yeah, I was just doing. I was just trying to think of some way to generate some sort of do sustainability. Uh, not on me, but I do at my place, or do you know at the tiki desk? I have a bunch. I don't know. As long oh. as you don't have plugs, if you have just the regular piercing, so. There's, a, there's some people like I like them, but I have plugs. I'm like, oh, really? That's pretty. Punk just rock. hang them on the. <laughs> <laughs> just hang them on. It'll be fine. Yeah. So that was. I mean, there was people that they would just give me twenty bucks. I'm like, these picks cost like twenty five cents. That's all right. Maybe okay. Never mind. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that on the air, huh? <laughs> but the value of your art. It's less about the product. It's about the eye and the sensibility that they're paying for. There's something about it. I don't know. It's like a donation. If it's based on a donation, it's like if you're donating to something a good thing, then there's no price on that. I feel like you know. So donate to right. Mutiny Radio. Yes. How, yeah. And how do people donate? Do you have like a Venmo or a Cash App or OnlyFans? Yeah. So we do have an app where you could donate. We also do uh, Venmo. You also we have a tip jar here. Um, you want to come by 21st in Florida, just stuff it full of money. Yeah. Preferably like, hundreds, right? Yeah. Or any kind of money. Yeah. Gold bars. Coins. Bitcoin. Copper. Pennies before 19, what is it, 1912 <laughs> that are actually worth five cents because of the <laughs> copper. Anyway. Holler with a dollar, Muni Radio. With and, multiple um, dollars. Multiple dollars. Yeah. yeah, just make it rain one dollar at a time here. Yes. Muni Radio.fm. You could donate on the side. You could donate Muni Muni Radio Vebmo with just one Muni Radio Vebmo. That we have that. At Mutiny Rent <laughs> at yeah. Mutiny Radio is the Venmo username. Yeah, so there's a yeah, it's the one with Bert and Ernie on it. Ah. Which Do they work here? You know what? Yeah, I think so. In the imagination, wow. they're somewhere up. In, yeah. That's awesome. I've been wanting to meet them for years. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be. Yeah, it's just getting better. I mean, like things are just like, oh, man, this is so fun. I bet. They're a duo. <laughs> the Bird and Ernie. Duo. Yeah. Scoot over Simon and Garfunkel. Sonny and Cher. Big Bird? Yeah. Big Bird's a sweetheart. Sesame Street. Did you? You got into Sesame Street, huh? Was a big, was a big Sesame Streeter. I love. Um, I'm a I'm a big puppet lover. I like puppets. There needs to be more puppet shows. I agree. And so Josh Kahn, I had come through uh, Tiki Desk a couple months ago, and so I have these two camera angles, which is like when you're a band, and like it gives it. It's a little more intimate. Like you get to see, like, oh wow, and. I have a third camera angle, which is the laptop and with the uh. camera that's there. And he's like, yeah, you should put on a little show. You like go like and go to that camera and we'll have a little like puppet show there. Yes. Great idea. Believe- yeah. I, this is all happening pretty quickly. Yeah. Wow. Is it, can we, I'm assuming we can't get puppets for tomorrow. We can. Some that's jazz fine. puppets. We could do it. Jazz puppets. Yeah. Maybe right. we could Bert and Ernie puppets. Whoa. That'd Maybe that. Yeah. I would love for them to sit in on a couple of songs. <laughs> yeah. That sounds great. It's just like we're a little like teaser, right? Yeah. They're just like, you know, right 
you know, when the song ends and then like, yeah, you know, and then like the crowd goes crazy and the virtual audience, then you got Bert and Ernie and then somebody in the background yeah. like, yeah, <laughs> rage. Yeah. It's so awesome. So I wanted everyone out there listening into, um, to listen to one of your tracks here. Yeah. What do you got? Um, this I dig of you. Hey, um, that's a Sib- great one. Siboney. 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 That's a Cuban song. Yeah. You know, I feel like it's, with the weather, it feels kind of like a Cuban Is that the thing. vibe? I could just can imagine walking Dolores Park listening to this right now or yeah. somewhere and just, I feel like the Cuban vibe seems like where it's at, huh? It is. All right. So this, uh, this song, we got, um, Rhonda Sauce here. We got her quartet coming by Tiki Desk tomorrow. This song is called Siboney. Sibone, I guess C-bone. I can. Sibone. Gosh, I guess I can't. C, read. like yes. <laughs> so fun. C, like yes.
cristal. That is Rhonda Sauce here live, Mutiny Radio FM. We got her actually in the box right now. Believe it or not, sitting right here having a goat cheese um, cracker sandwich, getting ready for this uh, Tiki Desk concert tomorrow. Woo woo! What a perfect day! What a perfect yeah. I don't know maybe I don't know. It's a. Uh, it's gonna be a nice night tomorrow. I am. It's a nice so night tonight. Excited. Are you cooking tomorrow? By the way, I am. That's yeah. awesome. I'm gonna be cooking up some chicken. That's exciting. Kale salad. Ooh, I love veggies. Some garlicky buttery mashed potatoes. Mm. I love food. That's it. Yeah. Like Me too. I'm music is like secondary. It's like without food, I can't music. So it's yeah. When I heard you were bringing, you know, snacks to the box, <laughs> I was like, count me in. I'm there. Yeah. This is fun. I feel like, you know, there's something about it, too, um, because everyone, you know, there's all artists of all kinds. You got painters and com comedians and storytellers and singers and, you know, guitar players. And you got all these different things. So I feel like on a podcast, I feel like, you know, you just blend it up in a milkshake. And it's just right? like this. Yeah. It's like this yeah. San Francisco underground you know um shake I, it's just uh, i feel like well underground all that really means is that we're not mcdonald's non-mainstream like, yeah i mean ocean ale house is not mcdonald's you know okay and <laughs> is that like the 10th ocean ale house plug <laughs> on the show it's about me <laughs> yeah i know we're beeps too no i know well i mean like just in general like just kidding i feel like underground them. yeah that's hilarious no um Hidden gems, hidden treasures. Of yeah, the city. I mean the Ronda Sauce Quartet. I mean that is—that isn't a pre-made hamburger that you could go and get. You know? No, this that is, is a, a rustic, humble artisan. Mm. Yeah. Delicious, tasty, spicy bite. Yeah, I feel like there definitely is that thing you twist it together and make a meal out of it. Right. Reminds me of um. What is that show? Like Chopped or whatever. You get the baskets of random ingredients and you have to make the best thing possible. Yeah. That's what I try to do. How was it like growing up with the last name Sauce? Um, I'm convinced that my parents just wanted me to get picked on because separate from my last name of Sauce, um, my first name is Rhonda. And every person, you know, they hear my name. So first of all, I have a silent H. Already problematic. Two... I've never, everyone that's like, oh yeah, Rhonda, it's never like their hot ex-wife that stole all their money. It's like <laughs> some really mean lady from a job they had coming up or like their great aunt or grandma. Um, yeah, I digress. Yeah, Rhonda Sauce, it is the, the bully's paradise. You should definitely have your own sauce. <laughs> I was thinking that. It's so funny. Um. I've had a couple sauces actually like personally made for me, um, 
but I think I'm the best sauce that there is. The Rhonda sauce. Yeah, the Rhonda sauce is the best sauce. Rhonda sauce. Ooh. Will you write a song for me? I probably could. That'd be I great. I do a lot of improving. Yes, I'm and? Be writing, yeah, I gotta be writing stuff all the time, <laughs> otherwise I'll lose it. Yeah, use it or lose it. Use it or lose it. Or abuse it. Or abuse it. I did that with my fingers early on in the pandemic, was just like shedding every day, you know, because you didn't, you know, everything closed down. Then it was just like tendonitis and hand cramps, so don't abuse it too much. Yeah. Take care of your bodies and your fingies. Yeah, I can imagine. So um, we had the nail executive come through what? the station, and uh, I just can't imagine like doing nails all day. That's did kinda, you get a mani that day? I did, I have before, but not that day. Oh man! I had somebody else um, got a mani here. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, it that's really seems like it'd be pretty tedious, and it would get to you after a while. Yeah. She says, you know, she's getting older, but I don't know. She's pretty. She's really young. I think it just like when you're working with stuff for that long, mm-hmm. I'll get to you. you just gotta take, you know. There's gotta be a way to overcome that. That's and I'm curious to know because I'm fairly young too, and but I noticed my hand. So I grew up like um, I'm a classically trained violinist. So I just I had that dexterity, and like now whether it's like cooking or like doing my hair, like I'll get these like cramp like hand cramps of just doing that. So much respect to people that are like using their hands for fine movements and you know intricate operation that's yeah more power to you so um i worked as a barista for my first job whoa and uh Neat. they actually it was at starbucks well i worked at pete's and then i had a yeah i went over to starbucks so we're not plugging corporations yeah we're not underground not. But i'm just saying carpal tunnel oh yeah so that's, carpal tunnel that's the reason yeah. why they have those automatic machines because if you hand if you're like pulling shots all day yeah you'll your wrists and stuff will eventually kind of freeze up. That's that's fair. You, or you just got to get the like the ergonomic handle on the the what's that called portafilter? Yeah. Yeah. Or you got to do it Phil's coffee style, where you just have a little filter. You have a filter where you do it. You know. Twenty first or twenty fourth and uh, I'm Folsom, family owned business still. Oh, is it? Yeah. That's the OG one, right? On twenty fourth. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I just passed by it the other day because. I went to this fish market called Bossa. Have you heard of it? Bossa something. Interesting. I've heard of the marijuana you know dispensary Bossa. It's so good. It's oh, so well, great. I, maybe I have been there. It's like a I, fish market and you I've can walked. get like sushi, but like fish tacos. Oh, maybe and... I have. Yeah. I've, I've actually been there, but I forgot the name of the place. There's also a Bossa like cannabis. Bossa Collective. Yeah. yeah. That's on Deviz, right? It's on Deviz. Yeah. yeah. Grove. Yeah. It's right next to that barbecue place. Yeah. So Where weed is cool, from? but food is, <laughs> is even cooler. Yeah. Did Especially I mention I Ronda love sauce. Right? I love eating. It's actually making me hungry. Yeah. I know. So can we talk a little bit about the spread for the viewers? Yeah. So right now, um, so we got Juneteenth uh, coming up here, and we got Pride. So we're celebrating here in the box with some saw, yeah, some saw blanc, and some fruit salad for Pride. Oh, and I then we got um. That. And then we got this uh, goat cheese with blackberry um, from <laughs> Glen Canyon Market. Family Please don't home. tell me this is the Juneteenth plug. <laughs> no, no, it's a, it's a, it's a everything plug. Got it. Um, and then we have these fire hook 
baked crackers, multi-grain. Where are they from? Uh, they're organic, certified, and they are. Ooh, can I can I ASMR a little bite of this cracker and cheese? Yeah, Is I'll that go weird? for it. Yeah, no, go for it. That's yeah, a little test. Yeah, for sure, do it. <laughs> do it. Yeah, we're going for a bite right now. Yeah. That was a cheesy bite. That was saucy. Um, I don't normally, I don't just like chomp like that. That was more to make sure that that, what is this, an SM58? What mic are we running here? That is actually a 48. It was donated by somebody very nice. Thanks, somebody very nice. I never even seen an SM48 until, yeah. Yeah, but um, mouth clicks. It's it's praised in ASMR, right? But like even when you're recording like a live jazz album, that was like one struggle that you have is like editing out the mouth clicks. Because you're using these super sensitive condenser mics and you just hear everything. Yeah. They got it all dialed in at KCSM. It's like, it's super low end. So I feel like my, you know, my butt is like, like rumbling. Like it's like this feeling, it's this really low end when I'm listening. It's like, it's like, like, I don't know. It's like a, maybe I can't do it. No, I can't do it. I actually can't do it. Yeah. Um. I just uh, this uh this really low end thing that they with the the EQ. I guess it depends on where you're like listening. Like boominess. Yeah. 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 I feel like my thing. you know my seat in my car is rumbling. I'm like wow. Yeah. Man, like Chris Cortez. I'm like, wow. <laughs> Chris, why? Um. Yeah. Chewy Varela. Oh, so he does the Jesse uh, Chewy Varela. That's what it is. Yeah, on ninety-one so he, one, the Bay Area's jazz. Network. Yeah, he's got so, he's got a lot of Brazilian uh, jazz that he plays on that. I love it. I just blast it all day. I love it. There's not as many commercials. Yeah. Oh yeah. He knows so, we want the main the main line straight into the heart. Yeah. Yeah. More music, less stuff. I can't wait for Tiki Desk. I am so, so excited. excited. I'm so excited to try your food. <laughs> Yeah, I, I am excited to play for you, but I yeah, I forgot. Does anybody food. else have any dietary restrictions? I know Arnie doesn't, but no. Oh, sorry. All this food talk. Can can I take a moment to just talk about the lovely gents that are? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so we have Arnie Sands Co. Who we heard um, his composition of before the, the maze, show. Yeah. yeah, the maze, and then um, on bass we have Matteo Muschetola, who is going to school at. Oberlin, I think, right now, and he's so he's home for a break. And um, crazy how we met. We met like on a gig a couple years ago, and it, it was um, when I was doing these like Airbnb experiences. So it was it was kind of like more of a, an interactive production than it was just like playing a jazz club. And he was such a joy to work with. And then he left for school. <laughs> so when he was home for break, um, the first thing he did was like hit me up, and I'm like. I'm in mama bear mode. I'm like, you are going to play with me. And then on drums, um, we have Mr. Gabe Bosan Lee, who's also a that treat. Like, oh, this all sounds like food to me right now. Right? They are the tastiest gents that you'll ever meet. And they also, so not only do they play, they can swing. They are big foodies, too. So that's kind of the requirement. Like, for me, like, as a band leader and, you know, uh, team, team lead, um, kind of 
reorienting and regrouping with with food or beverages but kind of just taking that moment because we you know we're all down to do the music but kind of humanizing the musicians so it's just not like here let me put you on a stage and go do the thing but um i like to feed them keep them fed. yeah i'll I'll make sure it's good yeah we got this uh yeah gosh this has just been a such a such a fun time no really good so much um yeah, so we are winding down to the end of the show here. Is that the wind down music? I feel like we're gearing up. Oh yeah, well we, we are playing back in Tiki Comedy. There we go. Yeah, have it. JW Mega White Show. JW <laughs> it works. Yes, and. So we're going to be playing back some uh, Tiki Desk comedy show. It's the first one I ever did. Come check us out at uh, Atlas Cafe tomorrow. We have a good lineup. 22nd in Alabama. We got uh, Asientos on Wednesday. That's 21st in Bryant. This last week was freaking perfect. This weather is hot. The comedy's hot, too. It is so hot. I am soaking wet back here. Hey, family <laughs> show. <laughs> what actually is true. Um, so we are going to be playing back this uh, Tiki Desk show. We're going to be streaming um, Ronda Sauce Quartet tomorrow on a Muti Radio Instagram. As and the Tiki Desk uh, Twitch. Twitch. Wow. That's where we are right now. <laughs> yeah. Twitch. Twitch. Tiki Desk Twitch. Tiki Desk Twitch. Mutiny Radio. Sunk Mutiny Radio. Lightning. That is my Candyman theme. And here we go. We got a Brandon opening up the set here. What good evening. Hello. Welcome. Welcome. How is everybody feeling? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about all the funny things. Listen, which days are over. COVID is coming to an end. Wind down the pin. the end of COVID. The virus that they couldn't quite kill. The virus that they let out of them. Somehow escaped the back door of that uh, clinic in Wuhan. <laughs> that shit got out, man. <laughs> I feel like that shit was human beforehand. <laughs> Motherfucker was like, yo, man, I don't know what happened, bro. But like, I'm on a Facebook Live right beforehand. He was like, man, it really got me locked up in this thing, man. And I'm like, barely human anymore. I think once I get to the COVID level, I'm going to fucking sweep out of the air vent and go in and fix the whole world, man. <laughs> this is like some homeboy's revenge. You know, like the prison system finally came back to bite us in the ass. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> The mutated homie turned out, turned into fucking COVID-19, infected the planet. What the hell? <laughs> Bottom line being, this is the top of the line, and here we are. I'm glad you all made it. Congratulations. And if you're watching at home, just keep watching and then go outside and see this beautiful sky. <laughs> is this not easily the best venue in San Francisco? Hello. Woo! Look at this. 
Look at this view. It's like the Ravens of Wichita. Going to flood by at any moment. <laughs> and you hear them call. They're waving us on the mountaintop or the what, uh, fucking what is it? Somebody slap for me. They're like Coy Tower looking thing, you know, in, the, in Raven's World or whatever. Salesforce. Salesforce. <laughs> yes, thank you so much. Okay, and then uh, let's talk about mostly <clears throat> things I tried to get to your level and make some jokes, you know. I can't do it. It's very difficult because I've realized that the things that when people laugh at me, it's funny because it's true, man, type of thing. Like, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? I got a real laugh out of this guy, you know, how, you know? It's funny because it's true type of thing. But also, then I started making notes when people laughed and I wasn't kidding. And now I'm just offended. <laughs> and I'm trying to realize that they're laughing at me or with me, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> Money points, Tom, yes. Uh -huh. <laughs> Happy birthday to this guy. <laughs> it's his birthday. Something that we've all been thinking, we've all been thinking everything that we've all been thinking. Why doesn't everybody so weed? Seriously. I'm not, I'm not kidding. <laughs> Whoever is looking at, I'm looking at you, I'm, I'm talking to you. You should be selling weed for the sake of everybody. Save the world, weed will save the world. Big Farm is in their laboratory right now. I'm like, this guy's got a girl. <laughs> we don't like him. <laughs> Come to of everyone that big farm and state and challenge and they wouldn't have been equals. You didn't have to be killed. So this will be the last time I see you, thankfully. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> uh, hmm. All right. Well, thank you very much. I want to get it started. The very first comedian of this wonderful evening here at JW's Tiki Tiki. Please welcome. Can we give it up? For who's up next? Who's up next? <laughs> Crypto! It's me. I'm up. Hello. Good. Good to be here at the Tiny Tiki Desk. Thanks uh, for having me. And uh, I am very happy to All right, give me all the love in the world, God damn it, for this illegal patio where only minorities might get arrested. Fuck yeah, I like how you cover yourself, JW. I get up for JW and I still call my favorite undercover cop, man. He's on to us and we know it, you know, yeah? As long as he knows my name is Ken, that's why I got sunglasses underneath my hoodie, man. As long as all you guys know me as Ken, my job is done, you know? Yeah. 
Now you get this one kid high right here, you know? Right, cool. <laughs> stuff. Welcome. Uh, my name is Mauricio. Uh, one of the few Mexicans that didn't get put in one of those concentration camps during COVID. Oh! And a little white people are like, how did you stay out of those camps that Trump built? I was like, I told everybody I was from India. Come on, right? You know? Yeah, man, I remember once I was walking down Mission Street at like 3 a.m. This cop just like slowly kept following me. I was wearing a black hoodie. My fault, right? You know? And I love that he's like, stop right there. What's your name? I'm like, my name is Sunil Punel, and I work for Microsoft. And then they're like, oh, I'm sorry to disturb you. We're about to kick out those three Mexican guys over there, and we hope you enjoy your walk. I'm like, this is a very nice city, man. Fuck yeah, San Francisco, you know? That's what it is, right? I'm from uh, Rio, Mexico. I'm from Mexicali, Mexico. Oh, right? Right, yeah. The rest of you that didn't say woo, you're racist as fuck, man. And I can't wait till my cholo homies rob you on the way out, you know? Like, because you're still in my body, you know? That's one thing I can't stand, and I hate when people come up to me with their bullshit from their culture. Like, there's a difference between Mexicano taking trabajo versus Chicano with a bouncy car, you know? Right. Let me explain it, right? <laughs> One day I hate when I visit San Francisco, everyone's like, oh man, the Mexican food is so good in San Francisco. I'm like, sour cream is not Mexican. Come on, man. This is garbage to me, you know? I had one motherfucker in a giant hat. He was just like, man, you have got to try a super burrito in San Francisco. I was like, what the fuck is a burrito? I don't know. Whoa, I need a dictionary or something, right? I'm like, I just got used to eating pig intestine and a little bit of tongue, you know? That's how you know when you're Mexican as fuck. And they're like, well, what kind of lowrider do you like? I'm like, what the fuck is a lowrider? I don't know this, man. I'm from Mexico. We have a pickup truck with like my cousins in the back ready to go pick fruit. That's what we have, you know? I don't know this, man. Lost the translation, right? All right, everyone, everyone in there, shut the fuck up. I got a dream out here, you know? And I'm live on Twitter, man. <laughs> from Mexicali, Mexico, the real ghetto, not this weight, like fake ass American shit, right? In Mexicali, Mexico, man, it is so hard. You know what one thing I hate about being in America is that you guys have laws. This is insane to me, man. I don't understand this. In Mexicali, Mexico, if I can't afford a sandwich, I kidnap an American tourist. It's awesome. It's ridiculous, right? You know? I like when I go up to like an American tourist, I'm like, oh my god, I'm robbing you. He's like, oh my god, here's my watch. I'm like, you silly! Pillowcase over the head. Then we put him in the trunk, you know? And I hate when Americans try to blame it on us. They're like, oh, drug cartels and rapists. I'm like, you guys have to understand how many white douchebag motherfuckers you guys sent from a fraternity for your MTV spring break, right? <laughs> then they go to Mexico and they like flip over a truck and they're like, oh! And then my grandpa gets out a shotgun, like, now I have to kidnap you for, to pay for the fucking damages, you know? <laughs> and then this little white kid starts crying, like, oh, well, my mom, like, you better shut the fuck up too, because we eat iguanas, you know? <laughs> Motherfuckers better pay up, man. One thing that makes Mexicali so hard and difficult for me is that everybody in Mexicali is actually hot and down to fuck. Crazy, man. Everybody is hot and down to fuck, man. We don't do this dating thing in America. We go to dinner and shit, right? We have sex without condoms to try and have like three kids on day one, man. That's what we do. And they're hot and down to fuck. I hate that all my American friends are like, okay, everybody's hot and down to fuck. Wait, man, what the hell are you doing here? I was like, you're fucking up my game, man. Because I want to sleep with 95% of my cousins. You don't get this shit, right? And they're impressed every time I show up to the quinceanera with a US $20 bill. I got a chance, you know? My name's Ken. <laughs> uh, 
one of those crazy things, right? I'm what you call a, an illegal immigrant. Well, I used to be, you know, you made it the right way, right? I tell that one of you guys were like, I don't know, the one of the common sense letter who's just like, oh, NSA right here, you know, like, you can put that cell phone away, motherfucker, because I made it through the system, right? One thing that pisses me off is that you motherfuckers need to quit telling immigrants that you guys are the best. That's part of the problem, right? You guys need to tell everybody how horrible you guys actually are to me, man. Because I was smuggled illegally, man. That shit hurt at the beginning, right? I was like scared and stuff, too. It was on this windy night in Mexicali, Mexico, where it was a little bit of rain. It's a desert. It never rains, right? And I heard this knock on the door, which was like, is Mauricio here? My mom's like, right there, take him. And I was like, what the fuck? He's like, I'm sorry I didn't wash the dishes when you told me to, but I can't reach the sink. Come on, are you serious, you know? And I remember when they had me in the back seat, they're like, I was like, where's my mom? I miss my mom. What is going on? Where's my mom? And they're like, Mauricio, do you want to play a nice little game? I'm like, okay. They're like, lie down in the back seat and pretend that you're sleeping. I was like, what do I win? They're like, your freedom. Now shut the fuck up, man. All right, you know? Like, you're adorable as fuck with that dimple, but we're not going down for that, all right, man? Just chill out, you know? It's crazy. One thing I can't stand is that uh, once you make it to America, I made it to Portland, Oregon, where uh, during a, a low-income housing boom, which kind of sucked, because then a lot of people from L.A. came over there and brought their gang culture with them. Damn. Who's here has been jumped? Anyone that did not raise their hand, that's how I know you're a dick. You have not been humbled down in life. I've been jumped, man. It's the greatest thing of all time, man. Many times, man. I will never forget my first jumping, man, because uh, everybody from East L.A. moved to these low-income housing uh, projects in uh, Oregon, and then they started being the shit out of the immigrant kids in the 90s. It was crazy, right? I remember my first jumping, like, ah! I was like, why are you guys hitting me? Like, you guys have to join us, silly. I was like, Arr. like, okay, what do I do to join? They're like, well, we have to stop beating you right now and then beat you some more for a few minutes on the on the clock. And I was like, all right, let's do it. Fine, fuck it. So you guys can stop beating me up. Let's do this, right? Fuck your crying. <laughs> to be honest, you brought this on yourself. You're making us look really bad with that Pokemon keychain. Get some self-respect. Gold crucifix chain. Ridiculous. Right? One thing that sucks though, once you get jumped, it's like then other people want to beat you up because you're hanging out with them, and then you get over another jumping, right? You're like, <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? Fuck this, man. I'm done. I'm like, here's my gold crucifix chain. I'm done. We're not friends anymore. It's like, you know what I'm gonna do now? I'm gonna start hanging out with those white kids on skateboards under the city sun and listen for the rest of my life in peace. Limbiscuit, man. Let's do this, man. Fuck this, man. That was a little bit of Oregon for me right there, you know? Insane, man. Also represent Northwest, have a lot of Seattle on me. And uh, one of the biggest things that in Seattle, if you're a minority and you're moving up in anything, they call you a sellout if you're not educated and read books and shit. I know that you guys are dumb as fuck down here. You guys are so fucking scared of education that you put your Barnes & Noble in Emeryville. You know what I mean? Like in Seattle, it's just down the street, man. You get your pumpkin spice latte, then you get home in time to watch Frasier on syndication. Awesome, man. So I'm gonna slow this set down for you guys, all right? So you can meet me halfway. So in Seattle, they always make you to be a protester if you're a minority. I'm finally protesting, man. And this is my fucking protest. Right fucking here, right? These white gloves. And I hate when people judge my people. They stand for the people that have always been there for me since childhood, man. Cartoon characters, right? I'm always gonna stand up for them, right? I hate when people disrespect me and they're like, whoa, man, what's up with the white gloves? I'm like, my people, man, you don't get it. And the guy's like, what, Mexicans? I'm like, Toontown, motherfucker. Come on, man. 
And the one thing I can't stand, you can't be real about defending cartoon characters in America because you're all being brainwashed by this piece of shit human being fictional character known as Harry Potter. I fucking hate Harry Potter, man. He's the worst of all time, man. He's the whiniest motherfucker in the history of fictional characters of all fucking time, man. I tried reading that book, man, sober, too. And my brain was like, you see, if you were on drugs now, this book would make sense, man. Come on, man. Harry Potter's the most whiniest piece of shit of all time. He's like, my aunt and uncle treat me bad. I don't know what to do. I'm like, you have a magic wand, motherfucker. At some point, handle your shit. I don't know, right? I have an orphan cousin in Mexico, Mexico. This motherfucker started crying. He's like, ah, oh, what do I do? I'm like, man, you better sell chicklets to those white people, man, because Hogwarts is for white people. Or if you're black and you announce Quidditch, you only allow two, right? Yeah. Only allow two, that's what memory serve, right? All right, I don't know, man. Yeah, we'll figure that out, man. Let me finish the set first, you know? Then we'll get down to it, you know? Ken, too, you know? Yeah, man, and that's the one thing I hate, too, and then you keep reading this shit, man. When I was, like, trying to read this shit, it's like, it's not even the best school of all fucking time, man. Like, there's like a troll wandering through the hallway, man. There's Crips and Bloods between Gryffindor and Slytherin. Meanwhile, Hufflepuff's just trying to get through the day, right? You know? They need an extra book called Dumbledore Gets in Trouble with the Board of Education, man. That's the one. That's the one that we really need, man. Fuck that school, right? And Harry Potter can't do magic in the real world. I found this shit out. He can't do it in the real world while he's studying, right? Supposed to be real about this shit, man, so he doesn't know anything practical. We need another book that says Harry Potter magically gets hired by Google and kicks out every minority from their neighborhoods magically. This thing on? <laughs> Best thing, one, two, right? And the worst of the worst, man, is that he is not that good at magic. You know who's better at magic than Harry Potter? Mickey Mouse, motherfuckers. American Mickey Mouse, man. He is the best, man. And I'm like, you know what he did magically? He got my cousins hired in Anaheim, California, man. And his little cartoon cars are really shiny, man. That's, that's the guy, man. He has my back, man. You gotta stand up for what's real, man. And cartoon characters, you know? And I realized this, if you're like Latino or black, you're not gonna get accepted by white people unless you get a fairy tale character that can transfer into cartoons, right? And to this day, I wanna be Mauricio, the whimsical cholo, man. Fuck yeah, that is my dream, you know? Like, I can't wait to look at one guy and be like, hey, Pato, what the fuck you looking at, puto? Nice to meet you, you know? Like, that's the whimsical cholo, right? And I thought about this, man. I wish that they could make a fairy tale character about us. And the reason why there's no fairy tale characters about Mexicans, because you can't do a fairy tale character out of my little nephews, you know, in Mexicali, man. Could you imagine and my little cousins wearing like Hansel and Gretel? They beat the shit out of that witch, man. Then they start eating the cake like, man, this is way better than being with our parents. Fuck yeah, man, you know? We made it, you know? Stab her with canes, man, <laughs> you know? Like that's Hansel and Gretel with Mexicans. Could you imagine my little cousins from Mexicali, Mexico, where it's like drug cartel, cartel level, right? If they were in the Chronicles of Narnia? Like they would walk in and be like, hey, what the fuck's my jacket, man? And then Mr. Tumnus comes up like, we're jumping this fuck right here, you know? And then they would rob him. They would fucking rob him. And then they would sell cocaine to all the little minotaurs, man. You know, because we all know the minotaurs would do cocaine. Or as I like to call them, the Caitlyn Jenners, you know? What, the LGBT gets high, man. This thing, oh, my name's Ken. <laughs> my name's Ken. <laughs> Ah, good stuff, man. I needed it. <laughs> and I always like seeing this, man. We never get anything in mainstream media, too, man. And uh, mainstream media, right? So this is it. The reason why little kids are in cages and stuff, 
like uh, little Mexican kids, right? The reason why they don't love us, white people, is because they're not telling their kids the truth about mainstream media characters, right? And every white person needs to finally fucking tell their little kids the truth. The Super Mario Brothers are not Italian, man. Then that way they'll grow up and love us, man. They're not Italian. I've yet to meet an Italian that is that small, right? Went through pipes to get into this country, you know? And the first thing they do is they hit on a tall blonde woman named Princess, you know? Who has a, who's like out of their league, right? And has a big bro boyfriend named Bowser who gave her a castle. That's the story of my cousin Ricardo, goddammit. Somebody from fucking Nintendo's ripping me off right now, man. One time I did a shitload, I did like 11 Ace of Mushrooms, and I woke up on a fucking bench in Japantown at 3 a.m. And like I looked up at the stars, the next day Mario went to space, man. What the fuck, man, you know? They're not putting us in mainstream media, man. It pisses me off every fucking day. One thing that pisses me off if you're a minority in America, you will never get a president, you will never get accepted unless you have a Jetta. That is it, man. Jetta is the opening door, man. Remember when black people had Samuel Jackson holding like a pink lightsaber? Then they got Obama the next day, and he's kind of feminine, you know? It's like, I get it. I get the symbolism right here, right? It's like, and I want a Jedi. I want a Mexican Jedi so bad. I don't want to fucking make it in Hollywood shit. I want a fucking Jedi. That is all I want out of this game. And until I get it, the Skywalker family is Mexican as fuck. I am taking them for my people, man. And people are like, oh, really? How is the Skywalker family Mexican? I'm like, look at the fucking details, man. Like, they live on a shitty planet, right? That's all dusty that looks like my hometown. And they call it Tatooine, right? Yeah, and this family's like farming and they have no money. And the first thing they do is buy a gold droid. Come on, man. That's Mexican as fuck, man, right? And like, watch the original. Look at the car that Luke Skywalker's driving. It's a fucking lowrider with the top down, man, you know? He's cruising around with his best friend, Arturito, you know? Who like whistles and does all the manual labor. <laughs> you know, right? And they're driving around looking for their best friend, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Who looks like he's hiding from ice. God damn, right? You know? And the biggest thing where I know that Skywalker family is Mexican is that he gets abandoned by his dad. He's forced to be raised by his aunt and uncle, and eventually he grows up to beat the shit out of his dad. <laughs> That's the same story of my cousin Ricardo one more fucking time, man. And every time we get together for the carnesa, we had the tequila bottle on the knives because Ricardo Sr. wants a rematch, you know? You know, Revenge of Los Carnales, you know? Like, so we called it, man. No lightsabers, just nice, man. They are not putting us in mainstream media. They are not doing it. It keeps fucking pissing me off and frustrating me, man. Some people think I'm going nuts, right? Like, Lord of the Rings should have been about us, man. You guys know this, right? T.R. Tolkien is a racist motherfucker, man. It's like you're telling me that these little guys who love to garden and are trying to cross the border the whole time, right? Isn't about Mexicans? And they love gold rings! Come on, man!
Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Got the mutiny, mutiny radio. Got the mutiny, mutiny radio. Got the mutiny, mutiny radio, my friend. Got mutiny, mutiny radio. Got mutiny, mutiny radio. Got mutiny radio, my friend. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit 
thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Let's Spiegelman. We're hosts of <laughs> YouTube uh, with Michael Spiegelman. Follow us on podcast by with our acronym L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We watch a full-length movie on YouTube with you, and you listen to the podcast yeah. and watch the movie at the same right. time. Yeah. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, or if you're Carl, 5%. Right. I'm so lazy. Three hours later, I finally get to the show, 5 p.m. Let's hear the theme song. Oh. Let's watch full length. Let's do a full minute promo. Oh, never mind. Bye. See you next month. I was just leaving the theater. Convertible 1969 gold Cadillac with a white interior. And I started to do some thinking. Around in it on the freeway, and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black glass. Looking big spliffs and cruising. Saturday noon to two. On the freeway. I am a total fraud. Laurie's standing in the voice is absolutely right. I am petty, various, and adolescent. And I will cut Henry! Yeah, Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. Safe sex is more than just avoiding STIs and pregnancy, no matter what you're into. Make sure that you and those around you feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Hey, everybody. Listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m.
acid and fapping. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your Chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders, look good on camera, end all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. who have an insatiable appetite for all things in life, who scream at nothing and everything at the same time, who dance till sunup, who cause the sun to set again with irreverent bow, who rival the moon with gravitational force, who leave rooms feeling empty and earthquake struck, who don't give a fuck, who make, who do, who dream out loud and laugh like maniacs, who draw shock and awe on faces graced with watching, who create from the soul of an orgasm, who swagger even alone in the shower, who fight with passion, and love with passion and our passion who catapult over cliffs in the name of revolution who would rather die than fall in line to conform who constantly challenge the norm who greet each and every day as if just born i say to you i know your greatness the way a suicide jumper knows weightless just before the impact and in fact i know it best when i say to you i love you Hello there, my friends out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Moofy's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy wit, so to wipe it off for is <laughs> in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen Summer Cottage on the Mountain Ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for comedy clubhouse with a k you can download it for free but we'd love to see you every friday 8 to 10 down here at mutiny radio laugh off your tushy and save your life because you know what's better than laughter well it's a cash cock baby mm-hmm. <laughs> 